Welcome everyone to the Grand Central Fantasy Podcast. The podcast that gets you where you need to be for your fantasy team. Now, please welcome your hosts, Sean and Mikey Rock. GCFM week three is in the books. The Giants are in shambles. Somebody has to tell Brian Dable that 9-11's over. He doesn't have to wear the FDNY hat anymore. Mike, your thoughts on that? This is how we're starting the show off. Huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Wow. Did, uh, didn't see that coming. What's going on, GCF fam? <laughs> what are your thoughts on Brian Dable's hat? Dude, rock it every day for all I care. What's wrong with it? Is it it's that, a little much. Does it really bother you that much that he wears the hat? I'd it rather him wear that hat than fucking a G-Men hat. It's the pandering, bro. We get it. Like you want to be like in the culture so bad. It's like just, just let's let's wrap it up. Um, I will save that for later. Welcome to the Grand Central Fantasy Podcast. Week three is in the books. You already know the fucking vibes. The boys are here. We're letting it loose. We're recapping week three briefly with taking some respect on and off their motherfucking names. Um, Before we get into that, though, it's the usual, the Patreon push, baby. Listen, we need you guys to sign up for Patreon because we need you guys to win your motherfucking leagues, okay? Patreon.com backslash Grand Central Fantasy. Link is in our Twitter bio if that's easier for you. Packages start as cheap as $5 a month all the way up to $15 a month. You get unlimited access to us for $10 a month. Mike, we need to start getting some testimonials in this bitch because some of these motherfuckers abuse the living shit out of us. I feel like the fucking house made so bad with constant, constant, constant messages. And you know what? It's all good. And I really don't even mind because they're paying customers and that's what we are here to do. We're here to help you every step of the way from the waiver wire process um, to setting your lineups. We were drafting teams in the preseason for people. It really is a one of a kind service. Nobody else in the industry offers it. I swear to God, nobody else does. You could go try to find it, go to Sawhook, go to Larky. They do not, you are not talking to them if you're messaging them with their service. So make sure you go patreon.com backslash grants under fantasy. We have gambling picks there. We've been hot as fuck in the primetime games this year. Um, Mike, you have anything to add to that before we hop in or? Uh, just to let you guys know, if you sign up, I will be talking to you more than I even talk to my own wife and children. That's how much (laughs) communication, how open our lines are with you guys. I talk to our subscribers more than I talk to my father, my mother, my wife, everybody in the world. It's nonstop chaotic all day and we love it. We want more of it. And it's, it's right now already my guy, KP Christian Paul on Twitter, him, uh, Rodolfo, who I don't think he listens. Thank God he doesn't. Um, Dev, <laughs> Dev, our boy, NFL Infinity on Twitter. I mean, even some of our biggest, Jared, some of our biggest supporters. My girl, like, my girl Mama Shawls. You love her. Joey G. 
Bob, Mama Shawls, if uh, if it makes you feel special, Mike won't an- be answering questions all day long. And then like I'll look at it, and you messaged, and Mike like already wrote an essay to her. Like, yeah, because she she's like one of my day. day ones, bro. Like you know, I got I I got my favorites, I guess, out there. I don't know. Shit. Shout out Mama Shawls, but shout out guys like Friday and Jake. Like I swear to God, Friday and, and even um, Jerry, who I apologize, Jerry, who's not from Wales. Jerry, um, he's an idiot, bro. <laughs> Sean is an idiot. I can't believe that was so disrespectful, bro. Come on. I want to no, know your no more Patreons, man. I fucked up. I want the time difference is going to be fucked up, but I do want to record. I got to reach out to him. I want to record an interview with Jerry and talk about his fucking crazy ass league he has mm. and uh, i'll apologize to him in person but we gotta talk talk to him but even guys like our day one followers that pay the most they don't even they never bother us jake asked me fucking like 30 questions like two minutes before kickoff but that's it friday's like i might need help with a league and then never needs <laughs> help so i mean shout out our patreon shout out to dozier too man dozier's the man oh dozier fell i thought he like died or something and no, then- he he doesn't dm us as much he's always he's always tweeting at us so you don't see him as much in the dms dozier was the guy that won like eight championships or some crazy amount and i was like what the fuck that that, we need to be charging more and honestly we still don't charge enough you guys are fucking uh giving it to up giving it to us up the ass but that's mm. how we like it. And without any further ado, you know how we do it on this motherfucking show. It's time to put some respect on some motherfuckers named Mikey. Take it away, my friend. You know what time it is. It's America's favorite fucking segment. And we got some great guys for you here. We're going to kick it off with James Robinson. That's right. Robinson is every fantasy quote fantasy experts worst nightmare anyone coming back from an injury sean they act like we attended their funeral they no longer walk this earth anyone with these major injuries right away don't draft this guy they're gonna be no good they're gonna have no impact robinson not only has he stepped on the field week one but he's been an elite factor America's favorite underdog scored a touchdown in his third straight game and eclipsed a hundred yard rusher mark for the first time this season. The number two overall running back in fantasy football officially made Travis Etienne his little brother put some respect on Big Brother's name. Next, we got Amari Cooper. And this dude, Sean, the ultimate disrespect in drafts this year. Like oh, yeah. he 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 gets that award. And I was one of those guys. His average draft position was 68, but in my drafts, it seemed like it was so much worse than that. He continued to drop solo. Uh, Noah Watson was suspended for things that Sean has done numerous times himself to the point that they call Sean the masseuse slayer in our town. But anyway, newsflash people, Sean's a predator, and Amari Cooper is good at football. Two straight weeks, Cooper's caught seven-plus catches, 100-plus yards, and a touchdown. And let me add, this would have never happened with Baker Mayfield. Cooper's currently scoring as a low wide receiver one, low end wide receiver one, while operating as your third wide receiver, probably in your flex spots. If you drafted him, you are a braver fucking soul than me. Touche. Put some respect on that motherfucker's name. Next, 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 we got my guy, Hollywood Brown, and not many things are looking pretty in Arizona, but the one thing you can't argue is the chemistry between Kyler and Murray. And, you know, they're like two... Kyler and Murray. Kyler Murray and Brown. My apologies. I like that. 
yeah, you know, and they're like two old flings rekindling the flame while Ooh. the rest of the team is fucking on a ship sinking. Everyone's fucking dead. But at least Hollywood survived that. And Hollywood just had his career best game, Sean, with 14 catches and a career best 17 targets. The Oklahoma Sooner alumni have looked bright early on. Um, I felt Hopkins coming back in week seven, you know, that might put a little damper on Hollywood Brown, but you know, this bromance is fucking for real. Put some respect on Hollywood's name next Devonta Smith. And this one makes me so happy because I was on this man all last season. Pause. It was him and me when no one believed in him. And you know what, Sean? Everyone bailed on him in this season because AJ Brown was in town and Jalen Hurts can't throw the ball. Fuck all them. Fuck that noise. Devonta Smith's the man. Uh, had the Heisman champ. Seven catches, 156 yards. That was in the first half. Okay. Finished the day with a bunch of more catches, yards. Uh, you know, he had that terrible week one, Smith, but he's righted the ship. And he is another one of these wide receivers on this list that has outperformed his average draft position. So put some respect on that Eagles name. And last, we're going with Mark Andrews. And this one's going to crush Sean as he's hated this guy more than, you know, anybody because Sean doesn't like these early round tight ends. And I'm usually there too. But Andrews is a bona fide tight end stud muffin. That's right. The first stud muffin of the season, Sean, because Marky boy continuing to rake. Not one, but two touchdowns on the day. Second straight week of eight catches, at least 11 targets and at least 89 yards. I mean, what can we say? Uh, second all-time in Ravens receptions after this game. Uh, he's he's the tight end one right now in, fo- in fantasy football as he was last year. Uh, he's taking over the throne GOT style, baby. He's the Ooh. rightful heir of the tight end one. It's still very early, but put some respect on his fucking name. Let's go. I like it, bro. And shout out Kyle Pitts, too, who actually had a good game. Did you think about putting him on your uh, respect? I did, especially since you told America to cut him last week. Yes, I did. And I I still stand by that. He he did have a better game. We'll see if he can go back to back. But no, real quick, because we we know you guys want to get to the next week stuff, but we do want to touch on this as well, too. Um, You know, the people really are here to hear Mike's put some respect on. So we got to give it to them. But real quick, Mike, I wanted to ask you, I love all those picks. Devonta Smith, especially. I think he's finally getting the respect he deserves. Um, Mark Andrews, he was always that guy. It's just, you guys know how I feel about tight ends. We don't have to go over that again. James Robinson, I think we can talk about when we talk about the Jags offense in a little bit. So we'll save that one because I do have some takes on that. What do you think? Is Amari Cooper going to keep this going? Can you count Um, on him? I would not as a wide receiver one, but I mean, he's a guy that I feel like it's pretty safe to put into your lineups every week, at least as a flex option. I mean, he's doing it every week right now. I'm not expecting a hundred yards and a touchdown every game, seven catches every game. But, uh, you know, when you look at the Cleveland Browns, who, who do they have to throw the ball to over there? Like I know Najoku just went off, but he won't have another game probably like that for the rest of the season. And yeah. they're, you know, their playmakers on the Browns are their running back. So I think Amari Cooper can, uh, you know, at least be fantasy relevant as a starter. My only thing is my boy Teddy Brisket, aka Teddy Brissett, aka Jacoby Brissett, because okay. it all fucking blends together for me. Um, Interesting. He, 
he just like I don't think that he really is good at football at all. And I know he made some good throws to Cooper. I just think like I think he sucks. And I think when Watson gets there, I think it's a game changer for everybody. And I hate to be just like blowing Deshaun Watson with consent, by the way, with consent. I know that's an issue for my boy. Um, But what I would say, he's being Watson's return in week 11. Like he's being I've gotten him in all my leagues. I've gotten him for either a dollar or draft him with the last round pick some some leagues mike i don't know if you're aware of this some leagues have a reserve spot for guys that are suspended which in the nfl is like fucking awesome we should put that in every fucking league we're in together um we'll talk about that later but i think a guy like deshaun watson coming back in week 11 he's a perfect stash and i that's why i'm still in on amari cooper because i think he'll be able to give you um you know mid to high end wide receiver two numbers, even with Jacoby Brissett brisket. And, um, I think I would hang on to him until Watson comes back. And then we could see some like, you know, old school Watson and Deandre Hopkins moments. Not that Amari Cooper is prime Deandre Hopkins, but you, you get what I'm saying. What do you think about that? Like I'm, I'm buying right now and the future for Cooper. And that's why I even have him on my, um, soon to be released on the Patreon uh, buy or sell blog. What, what do you think about that? No, I get it. I mean, he's, his value is definitely going to be better once Watson's there. I'm not sold on Watson coming in and being like this top tier quarterback um, in the league this season, at least, you know, I mean, yeah. he's missed the first 11 weeks of the season. Like he's no game action in over two years. I expect a lot of, you know, rust early on and stuff. And I'm not expecting to see, you know, Deshaun Watson when he was in his prime doing his thing. But um, no, I, I totally get it. Jacoby Brissett, you know, isn't, you know, everyone, America's favorite quarterback, but I just feel like he's a safe option for him right now. Like he's not great, but he's not like terrible. Uh, and he, he, I feel like Brissett could just do, can do enough to keep Cooper relevant. Not great, but relevant. All right. We're going to see. I mean, you know, I get that. I agree with you with Watson. I don't know if he'll light the world on fire, but in my head, he's had all this time to learn the playbook. The talent's still there. He's still young. He played in preseason. He's playing in um, training in practice with them again, it's not going to be prime Watson right off the bat by the t- but by the time the fantasy playoffs roll around, I do think we're going to see, uh, we're going to be getting a lot of questions about Watson or Brady Watson or Rogers. I, I think you're, we're going to be surprised by a lot of and, the, and he's not allowed near a masseuse. He's not, <laughs> he's, I think they really did ban him in, uh, yeah, he's not allowed only the team, uh, masseuses he's not allowed to go to like obviously like a private masseuse and you know it's probably like sweaty dudes and shit like all right Deshaun, come here let's rub you down baby maybe he's into that i don't know maybe he Um, is shout out brett Favre too did you see that whole thing with brett Favre stealing welfare money yeah like 77 million dollars for his daughter's volleyball facility (laughs) yeah that's fucking crazy dude shout out brett Favre. doesn't uh Um, josh larkey work with brett Favre or yeah, the I saw this thing. Team. Yeah, like the 33rd team like discontinued their relationship with him, which I mean, <laughs> I don't think Brett Favre gives a fuck about that at all. <laughs> I think Favre's worried about not going to jail for fucking fraud right now. But nah, he's upset. He misses Josh. 
I just can't like believe the people in Mississippi that are poor as fuck. Like they don't have running water in Jackson. They don't have food to eat. And Favre is like, yeah, let's take the, let's get this money and get it for a volleyball stadium. Like who's going to watch fucking volleyball that you need a full stadium. I mean, I'm all for women's volleyball, but yeah, you're a big enthusiast. Oh yeah, dude. Also a big WNBA fan. Oh, I love layups. Can you tell the story very briefly about the kid you met when we were younger that didn't like the NBA, only like WNBA? I don't. How do you remember that? Dude, dude that stuck <laughs> That's with me. When I was like, I was like a camp counselor. I think I was like <laughs> sixteen or seventeen, and the kid told me, you know, all the kids who were playing basketball, and I'm asking everyone their favorite team, and he said the New York Liberty, and I said, come again, Bruh. the new. That's that's I guess that's what he's into the WNBA. I mean, you know, Shout no one, no nobody's perfect. I guess I don't know. Shout out the New York Liberty, bro. They're they're fucking going for it this year. Are these teams like <laughs> is it the final? I'm pretty sure like the finals is over for them. Dude, the funniest is when it, on ESPN it's like get ready, game seven tonight at WNBA finals, and they have the draft the next day. And, and I'm there's like, like seven people this? in the crowd with towels, like waving them around. <laughs> Dude, this is it. But before we really get canceled, and I hate when people are like, am I going to get canceled? But we really might. But um, I, I honestly feel like one day when we really get more than a couple hundred people like supporting us like on the podcast and like listening to us and shit, like these recordings are going to come out bad and we're going to get fucked. But it'll be worth it. It's going to be a fun ride. Oh, um, all right. Oh, I forgot to play my favorite song. <laughs> All right, now now that the respect is off, it's time to p- take some respect off motherfuckers' names. All right, let's jump in. Oh, oh shit. shit. Here we, Here go, we again. go again. First off, we have the Saints offense, baby. Take some respect off that motherfucker. I really thought the Saints were going to be a fucking squad this year it's still early but mike listen to this Jameis winston who's injured in through three games 858 passing yards four touchdowns five interceptions kamara your boy 119 total yards in two games zero touchdowns back from injury looked kind of ineffective um landry who's a big sleeper pick this guy is not he he's just not it. Each year we go through this. It's he's not him. Jarvis Landry is not the guy. Through two games, six catches for forty-seven yards combined. It, it's you know he he's injured now. It is what it is. Michael Thomas, my boy, he was looking pretty good. One hundred and seventy-one yards, three touchdowns through three games. But Mike, I don't know if you saw, has a toe injury. It doesn't sound good. They said he avoided. Um, he avoided serious injury, but you know how it is with Michael Thomas, man. Any injury is serious. And we got um, the last one up we have here is Olav. I forget his name. I think it's Chris or something, the rookie. 17 receptions for 268 yards. Um, no touchdowns. He broke out a little bit last week. This is a guy that I think you should probably sell while you can because I just don't trust Jameis in the offense moving forward. Mm. we got to take respect off all these motherfuckers' names. Next up, we have Kareem Hunt. Mike, back-to-back weeks of great matchups and low-end flex numbers. Only 61 total yards last week. Hold Hunt, honestly, but sell him the second you can. The second he gets a touchdown, I, I really think the... Uh, Brown's offensive 
coordinator, their their coaching staff really finally got with the program. It's Chubb season. Uh, we know the deal. They're finally like letting Chubb loose, and it's showing absolutely every single week. Uh, Chubb, you probably got him in the second round, and I think he's a top five running back easy, maybe even top three. Next up, Tyree Kill, Mike. And this is what we say all the time. We don't have to spend too much time on it because we fucking just harp on how Tyreek Hill is so inconsistent. Two catches for 33 yards. This is why Tyreek Hill is a nightmare. Sell him as soon as you can. If you have him on your team, I know a lot of our listeners, people that actually listen to us, don't have him. And if they do, it just, you know, he fell to them in the third round somehow. It felt like they had to have him. I get it. You love the 35 points he put up in week two. But listen, it's it's not. It's just not. I'm not down for that roller coaster ride. The second you need points from him, he doesn't come through. Get rid of him. Next up, we got Tom Brady, Mike's boy, the GOAT. Listen, Mike, I've been telling you this for years. The second I got behind Brady and started supporting him and said, oh, this guy is legit, like he still got some in the tank, was going to be the end. 673 passing yards in three games with only three touchdowns and two total turnovers, one interception, one fumble loss, and two broken tablets on the sideline. I'm truly worried about the GOAT's mindset. I know his wife's breaking up with him. He's getting facelifts every day. Um, He just wears like these cute, stupid T-shirts. Uh, walking into the thing in NFL red zones, like, oh, Tom, look at that. Oh, greatness. Uh, I, I, I think it's just over. Um, we'll see. Brady will probably prove me wrong like he always does, but this is a guy that I thought was going to break out last week against Green Bay, a defense that isn't anything special, and he really couldn't get anything going. I know he didn't have any wide receivers, but when in the world did Tom Brady really need weapons like crazy you know what i mean he had gronk always but there was tons of times in new england where he had absolutely nobody and he still made shit happen so definitely something to keep an eye on and sky Moore, mike this is a little bit of a referendum on the rookies okay um this is really something that i don't think listen sky Moore was a guy some people had him going as early as the seventh round most people had him going in the ninth tenth round one catch on one target for 30 yards and a fumble through three games. Okay. Name one rookie that's really lighting the world on fire this year. And it, it's just nobody. So take some motherfucking respect off all these motherfuckers. <laughs> you suck. Mike, talk to me real quick. What do you, anybody pop out at you? I mean, like we said, it is what it is for a lot of these guys. And I know we want to get into um, what the people are here for week four, but what are you thinking? Uh, the Saints offense, real quick. Um, the that Jameis injury with the back is real interesting to me. Like broken, what does he have? Broken bones in his back or something weird? It just I don't, and he's on the field. Right now. Yeah, it's really it's strange that he's on the field like that. He, you know, you and I both were pumped for him to go to New Orleans. It's clearly not the answer. Uh, the Saints that like the, there's all these fucking they're creating all these penalties and stuff. They look like dog shit. I do like their I do like Chris Olo. Uh, how do you say his last name? I think Olave. it's Olave. 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 Ole. Uh, Olave. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> I, he looked he looked fucking outstanding. But yeah, it just the Saints offense. They need they need a quarterback. Alvin Kamara with these injuries, man. I don't know. It's just a mess. Kareem Hunt. They they even they gave him the ball a couple times um, inside like the ten yard line. He had a couple chances for t- at touchdowns this week. He he couldn't fucking do it, and they gave it to Nick Chubb. And yeah, Nick Chubb stealing the show. But I never trust Kevin Stefanski. Never. You can't. Um, Tyreek Hill. I love this one. This is my favorite one because, like, 
if you seen him after the game in the locker room, I don't know. He looked like he was wearing like a mink coat and it looked like he was ready to pop champagne and shit. Like, and you would have never known the way he was acting and how Miami Dolphin fans are acting like they won the Super Bowl because they beat the Bills in week three. Yeah. Um, you would never know that Tyreek Hill had two catches, 33 yards. Like, this is a guy who I remember texting you week two during, um, you know, before Miami came back and Tyreek Hill was off the field because of leg cramps. Like, yep. My wife, I'm sure your wife, like, they don't miss work because of period cramps. Like, <laughs> you're, you're a bitch. So, um, yeah. So, uh, but take respect off the name, take respect off the Dolphin fans' names because they just don't know how to act. Um, oh, they've been waiting for this and like nothing's really happened. I get it. Like they're like, I seen videos of them in the crowd and like Buffalo bills were trying to take over Miami and it's great seeing, you know, Buffalo get shut down, but like, you know how to act Dolphin fans. You, you got, uh, it's my fault, I guess, for assuming like you were better than this, but, um, Tom Brady, dude, I've never seen somebody with like off field issues re- take such a toll on them on the field. Like, Brady, his marriage or whatever. I don't really give a fuck if she shit cans him or not. It just like you're f- you're fucking over everybody who drafted you in fantasy. So it's really you're embar- you're an embarrassment um, for that. And Sky Moore, dude, two offensive snaps in week two. Eric Bieniemy told reporters that wouldn't be the case for Sky Moore in week three, and it wasn't the case, Sean, because he saw eight snaps against the Colts. This is the wide receiver that you told me was going to be the top wide receiver for the Chiefs this season, Sean. I'm not yeah. happy with this, man. I'm not Dude. happy. Um, take respect off of all the Chiefs wide receivers' names while you're at it because no one's going to come up and be like the top wide receiver. Uh, it's just going to be like, you know, pick your poison. Different guy um, is going to be the leading receiver each week with like 40 yards. Uh, but fuck Sky Moore. And you know, I think I think you're kind of wrong about the rookies. What rookie, you said rookies aren't really doing much this year. I'm thinking when I'm thinking about rookies, I'm thinking Drake London. I'm thinking Garrett Wilson. There's some rookies out there that are fucking balling. So that's fair. Um, you know what? I sh- I should rephrase it. Outside of Drake London, think about like the hyped up rookie rookies that were taken like on the board. Drake London was taken a lot first, but Sky Moore was hyped up. James Cook was hyped up as fuck yes. too. Yes, Kenny you're right Walk- about that. Kenny Walker was hyped up. Don't you're even right. get me started on fucking Pierce in Houston who had a good game, but I mean, come on. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like these guys no, you're right. are, are, it's like they're not like going crazy. They're not living up to their ADP. Honestly, yeah. in Kansas City, we could we could add a whole segment about them um, yes. because the enemy, they're – I think now we kind of know why this guy didn't get a head coaching job. He could be an offensive genius all he wants. Did you see him arguing? Pat Mahomes at him arguing at uh, halftime? Yeah, I texted you about it. It was oh, fucking yeah, crazy. Right. Remember? Right. The, uh, uh, Mahomes looked like he wanted to tear his fucking head off. Yeah, By the way, Reed's like holding him back. Dude, Reed's got to go too. I, I think there's going to be – I think maybe if they don't win the Super Bowl this year, they'll have one more year, and then I wouldn't be surprised if there's a regime change there. I mean, how old is Andy Reed now? He's got to be pushing 70, right? Uh, he's a heart attack waiting to happen too. That too. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Jameis Winston, four broken vertebrae in his back. Um, yeah. Yeah, fractured. not right, man. He's still going to keep playing, but their backup is Andy Dalton. So, um, they're, 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 getting, they're missing field goals, the offense. Field goal was blocked. Um, turning the ball over, they're a fucking mess, the Saints offense. 
Dude, it's crazy. And uh, as far as the Dolphins, just so the GCFM is aware, I got the funniest text from Mike um, on Sunday saying Tua is definitely concussed slash vegetable status. And yes. I was like, what the fuck's going on? That hit was insane. The fact that he went back in the game was even crazier. And the Dolphins are just out of control, man. I think they're going to lose to the Bengals um, this Sunday. Wow. A little spoiler for you on Thursday. Thursday night. Wow. In Cincinnati. Dude, that Miami defense isn't dude, they already crazy. They already popped champagne, bro. It's over Miami, dude. Week <laughs> three all- Super Bowl champions, dude. Dude, a lot of people, the hype is out of control, but. I get know- it. I would be excited too, but pump the brakes, dude. These assholes on Twitter, I see fucking screaming like. Oh, it's insane. Know, taking videos of themselves like spitting in Buffalo Bill fans' faces. I get it. I love spitting in Buffalo Bill fan faces, but yeah, dude, you, didn't, a, you haven't done happened. shit yet. You haven't proved shit yet. I'm sorry. These guys, I mean, preferably we would have just had the stadium blow up on Sunday in Miami with the Bills uh, and the See Dolphins. Say something, I mean, that, say something. That would, that would have been the number one option for us. All, all jokes, all jokes. But, um, you know, it, it is a fucking nightmare. And with the Dolphins, like I love Jalen Waddle. That was a guy we were telling you guys to draft heavy. Yep. He was my... I think he was in my top five or he was just outside the top five. I got to go back and look. Well, and Actually, we talked no. about it. We talked about him being, um, yeah, we talked about him going ahead of uh, Tyreek Hill. Uh, that was a big offseason discussion. I remember I wanted to put him ahead. I was nervous. He's Jalen Waddle's number four right now overall yep. in fantasy football. I think I did end up putting him ahead of um, Hill, but I'm remembering now it was so deep at wide receiver. He was outside of my top 10, but I mean, I have Waddle on almost every team that I'm, I have this year. And, you know, outside of him, these guys like Tua, Tua is just made a fucking, I, and I'm a Tua fan. I liked him in Alabama. I think he's a good quarterback. I think he gets a lot of undue hate. Um, a guy doesn't need to be Tom Brady to be a decent uh, starting quarterback in the league. But, um, you know, he's just too injury prone. Like they, like you saw it the other day, the yeah. guy's made out of glass. He's going to miss time. And then they're going to have Teddy Bridgewater in there, who I like, but it's not. It's not his back's same. fucked up too, Tua. That's what they're saying on the injury report right now is back. It's definitely his brain. But yeah, well, when his head is fucking rattling, when his brain's rattling in his skull for fucking 15 minutes straight after that hit, I, I don't didn't think his brother didn't his brother get hurt this week or something, too. I don't know. I don't know. Where's his brother? Where's his brother playing now? It was Alabama, I think. But Bryce, uh, you can't ask me college football questions. But I just saw at first I saw a poll uh, across the stream. Uh Taglavalia, whatever the fuck his last name is, uh, is hurt. And I'm like, two is hurt? Go figure. But it was his brother. His brother was supposed to be a pretty decent prospect, but whatever. That, forgive, oh, forgive us for victory lapping injuries. Talia Tag, Tagavala. Jesus Christ. How do you say these guys' names? Where the fuck? Oh, he's, he plays for Maryland, of course. All right, fuck him. Um, all right, moving on to our next segment. Mike, we got to talk about the chargers offense and how we're moving Mm. forward with these guys let me just give you some numbers on the year and i'm going to tell you what i think justin herbert broken ribs 297 yards last week one touchdown two turnovers he didn't look good mike he looked like shit didn't look like the chargers the jags basically had that had them beat in fucking um 
you know, 15 minutes, it felt like, like they were up 14, nothing. And I just, it just felt like they were out of it. Eckler on the year, 32 rush for 80 yards, 22 receptions for 139 yards, no touchdowns. Mike, he, we can get into this a little bit after I give the stats, but he's a huge buy low for me. People are fucking giving up on him already. I mean, the usage is always tricky with Eckler, but if he had two touchdowns, we wouldn't be talking. It kind of be like a Saquon Barkley situation, which by the way, Barkley, I still have my eye on you for respect off. I will get you one day this week or uh, one week this year. Next up, we got Keenan Allen, four receptions for 65 yards just in that first game. He's injured. He's practicing this week, Mike. I personally think it would take a miracle for him to play. I think he's going to miss at least one more game, but I think we could see him around week five, week six. Uh, Next up, we got Fat Mike Williams, 11 catches, 138 yards, two touchdowns. But Mike, he's the definition of unreliable. I mean, this guy, he's either boom or bust every week he's still a flex play to me and then finally mike we got maybe the best value in the chargers offense josh palmer um 22 targets so far this year he's caught 13 of them for 135 yards and a touchdown not bad where where is your head at with the chargers offense um what what are we thinking as far as you know are you keeping them are you standing pat? Are you selling some guys? Are you buying low on some guys? But first tell me, because this is what a lot of people want to know. Are you starting Herbert this week with the injuries? Uh, I'm probably going to start him. I don't know. I mean, there's probably, it's unlikely you have a player uh, more talented, even with Herbert's injuries that you're going to want to play over him. Um, but I'm a little worried with the chargers right now. Uh, I'm not saying, I'm not trying to panic. I'm not trying to say to sell them. But when you look up and down their lineup and you see the the guys that are injured, it's I, I think it's going to take a toll on their team for a little bit until they can get dudes healthy because obviously Herbert's hurt. Obviously, Keenan Allen's been hurt. But then there's guys that you know don't pop up in your fantasy football lineups that's going to affect the guys that you put in your fantasy football lineups. Like their center, Corey Lindsley's hurt. They just lost one of their biggest losses is out for the year. This past week, Rashawn Slater. I don't know if he tore his bicep or something. Yeah, he's out for the season. He's out for the season. So these are guys who are supposed to be protecting Herbert uh, this year. They're not going to be there. You can't replace these dudes. Um, It's ugly, dude. It's really ugly. And I mean, even on the defensive side of the ball, uh, J.C. Jackson, the top free agents hurt. Joey Bosa got hurt in the first quarter. He never returned. I'm not really sure what's up with that injury. But um, I'm a little worried right now. And I think we're we're just gonna have to wait until these dudes get healthy. And I I know it sucks, but I mean, there's not really much more you can do because once they are healthy, you know, I don't think Herbert's injury is gonna be a long term issue. I don't think Keenan Allen's is gonna be a long term issue. But once those guys start to get back on the field, I think we'll start to see, you know, the Chargers that we're familiar with. Um, but you know, just expect. To me, I'm expecting some of what we've seen so far with these guys for possibly the next couple of weeks, which sucks. It really does. Yeah, man. I mean, for me, like you said, there's all the that background stuff as far as um, you know, the behind the scenes guys, quote unquote, that don't get a lot of the fantasy fantasy shine, like the offensive linemen that are out and injured, and you know, even the defensive guys that 
keep the off, you know, that, that get run down and just put the team behind and where Austin Eckler's not going to get as much run as he normally would. I mean, are you, yeah. wh- where are you at? Cause with Herbert, I am a little worried. Um, I gotta say with the rib injuries that shit like that, he takes one bad hit on that side that could turn into fucking like some punctured lung bullshit. And then he's out for six weeks. You know what I'm saying? So it's one of those things that you gotta well, be. They're be saying careful. he didn't, they're saying he didn't suffer any setbacks this Sunday. I thought it was really interesting how they kept him on the field when they're getting blown out at the end of the game. And they yeah. claim they're like, oh, it's because Justin Herbert didn't want to like leave his soldiers out on the field. Okay. Team, well, fuck that, dude. I, you need this motherfucker in the playoffs. Who gives a fuck about when you're losing 20, 20 plus points in the fourth quarter with four minutes left? Like, that's really, that's like, that's on the head coach right there to. You know, you got to step in and be like, yes. all right, bro, I get it. Like, I love your passion, but get the fuck on the bench and sit down and relax. This shit's over with. So that's pretty stupid, but they're saying he didn't suffer any setbacks. I mean, yeah, you know, rib injuries could be very dangerous. And now with these offensive linemen, um, that, you know, I, I really, I honestly thought they were going to sit Herbert um, this past week. I thought maybe it would have been smarter to rest him and stuff, but they, the training staff said they felt he was ready to go. So. I mean, if they're going to put him on the field, this is your franchise quarterback who is, what, 24 years old. He's super young. If they're putting him on the field in week three, I don't know how terrible, you know, of a situation it is. You know, I don't know. Yeah, to me, man, I mean, I think you're right. And people got to get a life, bro. I love football. Like we were talking about today with how like ESPN and all these media companies are just taking it to the next level. Like it's like a soap opera now. Like they got the rock, like introducing the Super Bowl and introducing the fucking first game of the year. Like it's just like get a fucking life, bro. Like it like Justin Herbert isn't leaving like his fellow soldiers on the field. Like it's just a fucking game. Like these guys play, get paid millions of dollars to play a game. Like you're in your fucking cubicle fighting for your life just to like make a mortgage payment. Like you don't have to get revved up because Justin Herbert fucking stayed in um stayed in the game and uh I'm not in a cube just so you know I have a home office. So uh respect me, put some respect in my name. Um are you buying Austin Eckler or what? I'm worried about him, Sean. Are you I'm worried? Really? I'm worried about him. The red zone usage is evaporated. Um, he's Sony Michelle is getting some run. Uh, I feel like a lot of his um, grabs and, and catches again are just coming late at the game and stuff. Like uh, when teams are playing conservative, you know, I, you know me, I might be the biggest Austin Eckler fan on the planet, but I am. Definitely a little concerned right now with his usage and how he's been running the ball inefficiently. So, and the lack of the red zone usage is scaring me. Um, I don't know, man. I I want to believe in him, and I'm still gonna believe in him. But if I see a couple more games like this, man, I'm 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 already shook, as you can hear in my voice. I'm trembling over here. Brandon Staley sucks. I think, man. You think so? I don't think he's a good coach. I I don't really think he's a good coach. I I mean, he's, I know Joe Lombardi runs the offense and shit. That's my guy. Yeah. This team, it's like, I just, I don't know if they're, they're not progressing. And it sounds like you're only in on Justin Herbert, who I'm not in on. I'm really only in on Austin Eckler, who you're not in on, but this was supposed to be the most explosive offense in the league. And look at us in week three. 
You know, yeah. I, I I know injuries, but I mean, take it for what it's worth, GCF fam. You just heard us break it down. You kind of got to pick up the pieces where you can. I mean, when it, maybe the key is Keenan Allen. Maybe Keenan Allen coming back, which again, I don't think, I think we see him in week uh, five. Damn, it's already week four, but I, I think we see him in week five, but I, I don't know, guys. I would, I would buy Eckler. I think the best is yet to come with him. Um, I get it. The usage is weird, but I think that they're going to have to adjust and start to get him involved more uh, because they're not winning. And they have they, they have to get him involved more. I I agree. He played 34 snaps, and between Sony Michelle and Josh Kelly, they had 27 snaps. That's like he was only on the field for what 55, 60 percent of the snaps. That's not you can't have that with your first round pick. Yeah, the Chargers coach Brandon Staley let Justin Herbert decide to keep decide himself to keep playing. That's ridiculous. That that's a joke, bro. Yeah, Get that is. Now, now let's go to who they played on Sunday real quick before we get into your new segment, which I know people are going to be excited about, and then we wrap it up with start or sit. Um, what are you thinking? I only have one simple question about the Jags because I don't want to get too excited because they got a lot of guys I like. I was a big Trevor Lawrence uh, fan at Clemson. Arguably the best college quarterback of all time, really. Um, but, you know, in the conversation with guys like Tim Tebow, is it sustainable? Do you think we're going to keep seeing this type of production from James Robinson, Travis Etienne, who I got to tell you, Mike, yeah, I, I just think we... Travis Etienne was overhyped a little bit. James, if I could break it down as simple as possible, it would be this. James Robinson was disrespected and Travis Etienne was slightly overrated. I do see value for Etienne still. He's still a heavy part of the game plan. I mean, he's still getting solid catches. He's putting up high-end flex numbers for the most part. Maybe not high-end, but just regular flex numbers for the most part. Now you're pissed probably because you took him in the fourth, fifth round. That's not, you know, that's a starter, not a flex. But do you think Kirk is going to keep it going? Do you think Zay Jones is going to keep it going? Most importantly, do you think Trevor Lawrence is going to keep it going? It feels weird to say, but I I think they're going to, Sean. I think they're going to. I think it all starts. I think the difference is there's two main differences this year. For the Jaguars. Number one, Trevor Lawrence's development. Number two, the coaching staff. Those are the two huge differences for why the Jaguars offense is firing on all cylinders. Uh, you know, compared to his rookie season, Trevor Lawrence, he just looks he looks so much more comfortable and confident in the pocket. Uh a lot has to do with like his God given skills, but I think Doug Peterson definitely makes a huge difference over Urban Meyer. Um, I mean, that's clear as day. I was looking up some things, you know, uh, about the Jaguars because I didn't watch the, you know, the whole game. Um, you know, I got bits and pieces of it, but he Lawrence's play has. This is, you know, a quote from one of the websites I was reading. Lawrence's play has clearly improved as the Jaguars' offense has produced twenty-eight points per game, almost twice as many as last year's fourteen point nine points per game. So clearly, they're they're doing they're moving the ball more, they're scoring more, they're looking they're more efficient, and I think a big part of that has to do with some of these off-season moves too. I mean, obviously James Robbins is that fucking guy, but dude, I love Christian Kirk. I was on Christian Kirk last year. Uh, if you're a Patreon subscriber, you read my deep, deep sleepers when I had Amon St. Brown, Amon Ross St. Brown on there. I also had Christian Kirk on there. He scored all those touchdowns last year. He got shitted on so bad this off-season 
uh, and the most of the Jags because of that big payday he got. Um, yep. which, which I he totally deserved, kind of. Yeah, I mean, like they they probably overpaid for him a little bit, but they wanted to get their guy. But you know, who's fucking laughing now because this guy's killing it. He's at the end of the day, he's the number one wide receiver on the Jaguars, and he's getting the ball thrown to him by the number one overall drafted player last year. So the signs were there for success, and like that's everyone's fault if you didn't read into them. Um, I, Lawrence completed seventy percent of his passes um, the first through the first three games. Number seven overall, seven hundred seventy-two yards, number thirteen, six touchdowns, tied for the fifth most, one interception. So they're not turning. He's not turning the ball over. He's throwing the ball. I'm looking at their schedule ahead, Sean. It looks beautiful, man. They play the Eagles this week. Then they got the Texans. Yep. Then they got the Colts, the uh, the Giants, um, a couple of tough ones with the Broncos, Raiders, Raiders, Chiefs, Chiefs, Ravens, Detroit. I mean. That's a pretty solid schedule right there. Um, I just I like the way they're flowing right now. Um, you know, hopefully defenses don't figure them out. Zay Jones was one of my waiver wire targets. I'm feeling confident, man. I'm feeling good after getting all depressed talking about the Chargers. I'm feeling good about myself right now. I'm feeling good about the Jaguars, man. I think this success could continue. 100%. You said it. You said it, dude. Doug Peterson is the difference yes. to me. I mean, Trevor Lawrence is doing so much better because his head coach isn't trying to finger fuck um twenty College year old asshole in Ohio yeah. State. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it, it, Urban Meyer. And again, you can. We're not Nostradamus. We get shit wrong all the time. You know, people are going to jump us because we're not breaking down DeAndre Swift's injury. You know, two weeks after we said we think he's going to be good. Uh, with injury wise, but you know, that's a whole other topic. We're not right all the time, but when I told you guys that fucking Urban Meyer is going to be an absolute disaster, he's going to fucking ruin Trevor Lawrence. I mean, yep, he almost did. Thank God he didn't. Doug Peterson got a fucking raw deal in Philly. It's the only sports town that's more rabid and worse than New York. I don't care what anybody says. Those people are fucking crazy down there. They made it seem like Frank Reich was the architect of uh, that Super Bowl team. And he wasn't, it was fucking, he was on, uh, you know, fucking Doug's staff. Like it, it's just not, it's, this is the right fit. The division yep. is fucking trash. Um, it really co- all comes down to the fact that Doug Peterson is the head coach. He's running a right ship. He's got a good staff around them. They've made some great off-season signings. I think they're yeah. going to keep going. I'd buy every single Jaguar you could get your fucking hands on. I really would. Zay Jones is a big guy. In Zay the Jones, fucking- he was on my waiver wire target. He's the number two wide yep. receiver there, and they're throwing the ball a lot over there. So I Who think was he's the number one? Wide receiver? Yeah. No, I'm saying for the Jaguars, Zay Jones is the number one, their number two wide receiver. Oh, I thought you said he was number two target on your waiver wire. No, 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 no. All right. So, Mike, go ahead and launch your new segment, bro. Oh, well, all right. So, we, you know, I I brought something to the table when we were in our GCF uh, meetings throughout the meeting, you know, our board meeting, our staff's coming in and out, um, all like the brains of the operations throwing stuff. And I said, how about this? How about we start a new segment and it's, we're going to call it drop or stop. And this is, yep. You heard sound the fucking alarm. This is, we're going to throw, you know, maybe we're going to see how it works this week. Maybe we'll throw it out again next week, but these are guys that are borderline droppable or, you know, I'm giving you the Heisman stiff arm. Stop it. Let's calm down a second. Hold on to these dudes. Let's not fucking panic. So I threw out a couple names to Sean. Um, I'm going to throw out a name to you right now, and I want you to I want you to tell the people drop or stop. 
Darnell Mooney. People are panicking, Sean. I put out a tweet um, the uh, yesterday. What guy on your team have you drafted who's been the biggest disappointment? And Darnell Mooney was the number was probably the, the number one name out there. Is Darnell Mooney droppable or do we need to just stop it? So he's droppable if you want to drop him. I'm not dropping him, but I am saying for this exercise, he is a drop. Four receptions on 11 targets, Mike, for 27 yards. I do want to be clear before you say it. It's not his fault. They don't trust the Bears. Don't trust Justin Fields, who is not the guy in Chicago. They do not trust him to throw the ball enough for Darnell Mooney to be good. I am dro- I'm not dropping him personally because I still want to wait it out. I'm a week or two away from dropping him. But official Sean GCF fucking co-founder um, acknowledgement gives you the right to drop him. What do you say? No, I'm definitely dropping him. I've been off him. I wouldn't have even drafted him. I told you everyone that he's hated him. him. Yeah. yeah. And it's not him. It's Justin Fields' fault because he sucks. And this guy's throwing like 15 passes a game. Uh, you're lucky if half of them are completed. The running games look so efficient. I'm stunned. You know, Khalil Herbert is the number one waiver wire target this week. Even if Montgomery's healthy, Herbert is clearly going to be on the field because they're all about running the ball. It's working for them. Drop Darnell Mooney. I'm sorry, Mooney. It's not you. It's me. Next, DJ Moore. This is a hot name, and I was really surprised, and I and I get it, man. I get it because the numbers haven't been there, but our guys are screaming on Twitter to us, I'm dropping this. I'm dropping this, dude. I've had enough. Sean, drop or stop. So I am holding him until this week when he goes off against Arizona because they have the worst fucking secondary. And then I'm going to try to trade him. I'm not dropping. Mm. I'm not stopping. I guess you could say I'm stopping. I'm stopping for one week. I'm going to let him do his thing because Mike, let's look at his numbers real quick. Um, Seven receptions on 18 targets, 88 yards and one touchdown through uh, three games. Baker Mayfield's his quarterback. I have a feeling you're, you're stopping on him though. I think you're going to keep him. I'm definitely stopping on you guys. You drafted him where you drafted him for a reason. You probably spent a fifth round pick, sixth round, whatever it was on him. Just listen to these names, Sean, these quarterbacks, Darnold, Bridgewater, Cam Newton, Kyle Allen, PJ Walker. I even threw PJ Walker in there. These are all guys that have been DJ Moore's quarterback for the past four or five years when everyone was fucking jerking DJ Moore off. And I get it. It's frustrating. You know, we probably have to lower our standards with Baker Mayfield because he sucks. Um, mm-hmm. But DJ Moore is getting about six targets a game right now. That's that that can't continue. You have to throw to your best wide receiver on your team more often um, than they are. They have to do a better job of that. I think they understand that they're going to have to force the ball to him somehow. Volume, volume, volume. That's what we need out of DJ Moore. I think the Panthers got to be somewhat smart enough to understand that. Stop it, guys. Calm, calm yourselves down. Next. You go with that? You go with DJ Moore? I'm good. I'm good. Yes. Kenneth Walker, Sean. Kenneth Walker. <sighs> buried on your benches right now. Uh, you know, obviously Rashad Penny's their guy, but we know the story with Rashad Penny. Injuries always get the best of them. Are we wasting a roster spot with Kenneth Walker? Should we drop him or should we stop it for now? So everything in me says stop, 
but I'm going to drop him, bro. Just just because the Seahawks offense is a joke. ESPN tried to make Geno Smith into a comeback story in week one. And, <laughs> it was great. You know, any Jet fan can tell you it's a joke. Geno Smith, he doesn't give a fuck, bro. He doesn't give a fuck about anybody but himself. No. He's never going to care. I'm not bad at him. No, he's always going to suck. I mean, you know, this guy, he, he broke um, – Eli Manning's consecutive game played streak and like didn't give a fuck thank at all. You. Like this this guy is just yes, thank you. Shout out to him. And we can get into how the Giants are gonna and listen, the Jets suck, don't get me wrong, but if you're a Giant fan out there, you you got me on the Jets. Yes, they do suck. They all suck. All the criticisms are true. But I just can't <laughs> wait for the Giants to give Daniel Jones like a max contract and be stuck <laughs> with him for five years because you know that's coming. Um, but uh listen, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna say drop him. I I get it. It's early. He's coming off injury, but Mike, seven rushes for 29 yards, five receptions for 19 yards. Rashad Penny hasn't really gotten it going, and this is a guy who was just killing it um, last year before the season ended. I'm, I'm dr- I don't want to at all, but if you wanted to... I, I would drop him. I almost dropped him this week in a league. I got about he's got about one more week before he actually really needs to show me something. Some some signs of life, or else he's definitely getting dropped. But the other guy I could have dropped was Darnell Mooney. So you already know where I went with that. What do you think, Mike? I'm dropping him unless you own Penny. Um, okay. I, I just I don't I don't have time to waste with this guy because. I think it was last week when Travis Homer was getting like more snaps than him and more ca- more touches. Uh, well, he's coming Long- back from the injury too. You know what I'm that, saying? Like that was his first game back. So, but you're I right. get your point. You're right, but I think they feel you know Travis Homer is more of a veteran presence. Not that he's any good, but I, I just I, I don't I don't I lack a lot of faith in Seattle's offense altogether. So I'm dropping them. There's a lot of guys in the waiver wires. Um, that I feel like will benefit you more in your team. So to me, he's I'm dropping him unless I have Penny on my team. Next up, we were talking about him before, Jacksonville Jaguars. Backup running back now, Travis Etienne. This is a, another hot name, Sean. Guys, they spent high picks on him. Obviously, James Robinson is that guy, America's favorite underdog. Should they drop him or should they stop it? I'm not... I'm not dropping ETN. I'm going down with the ship. We're going down with the ship with ETN. I'm not dropping him at all. He's by low for me. I Listen, I get it. I get it. I get it. You probably want to kill me about ETN. I know uh, <laughs> AP, our Patreon, probably wants to kill me about ETN. I basically drafted his team. I took ETN. I'm like, yo, you're good, bro. Don't worry about it. Maybe it wasn't him. Maybe it was somebody else. I was like, he's got Brees Hall and ETN. I'm like, yo, you're sad. Like, it's crazy. And shout out Brees Hall. Um, he, You should have put respect on his name after nah, his game. He's, nah. he's, yeah, that, we'll save that for the A couple corner. drop passes. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll save that for Jets Corner at the end. But no. Um, um, I really think that this offense is going to be so dynamic and James Robinson has had a history of being hurt that I don't if, look at it this way. This is my rule of thumb with dropping people unless it's a shallow league. If I'm dropping a guy and he's the first waiver priority for people after I drop him, he shouldn't be dropped. And Travis Etienne would be the number one waiver priority in any yes. fucking league. So what do, what do you think? You're not dropping him yet, right? No, of course not. But we got to th- I have to throw his name out there it's because fair. people it's fair. are livid with him considering you spent probably a fourth round pick, fifth round pick on him. Um, 
But guys, there's signs of life from him. He's been playing a little better. His carries are increasing each week. Uh, he's continuing to be more consistent in the passing game. So obviously James Robinson, the guy, ETN Inc. isn't going to jump him. This is what it is now. But I think ETN's going to be involved in the offense, especially in the passing game. Let's not forget Trevor Lawrence and him have that chemistry together. So stop. Next, um, we got two more guys. And the next one's Hunter Renfro. And he wasn't talked about much when I put out that tweet. But he's a guy who we've seen in the past you know, be very successful with Derek Carr. Huge PPR guy. But he's had the concu- he, he has a concussion right now. He had two fumbles the other day. He's on the downward uh, spot, d- downward trend. Oh yeah. Um, what are we doing, Sean? Drop or stop? So I'm stopping, and I I still fucking like Hunter Renfro, man. Ten catches on sixteen targets for eighty yards, zero TDs, and the two fumbles, like you said. Something is just not right in Vegas. Yeah, Devontae Adams had that one real, the big breakout game. Maybe it's the curse of his grandma seeing him in week two for the first yes. time. Shout out sure, his grandma. Sure the grandma fun. over. The grandma overs on everything failed. But I really think, I, I just don't think this offense is working. People forget Josh McDaniel sucks. Um, I don't know how he got another head coaching job. I hope that they work the offense out. I really do. Derek Carr is my boy, sleeper MVP candidate. I think they'll be okay. I'm not ready to give up on Hunter Renfro yet, but if you did want to flip him like a DJ Moore type of thing, he has a couple good games and then you fucking get or just one good game and then you try to sell him. I would do that. But Hunter Renfro is too much name recognition just to drop clean. What do you, I, I can't tell with you. What do you think? I'm in the same boat. I'm going to say stop. I'm going to say stop unless you need the roster spot. You know, if this, you got a couple guys already on your IR, you have limited spots and you need, you know, your team slack and you're 0 and 3, you need the wide receiver help. There's someone on the waiver wire. Yeah, then I get it. But I'm going to say stop. I still have faith in my guy. When he's healthy, which he usually is, he provides a safety blanket for Derek Carr, who has had fantastic chemistry with him. So, Great PPR guy. Let's hope the concussion shit isn't too serious. He gets back on the field. I'm going to say stop because we've seen him. I think last year uh, he was a top 20 wide receiver in fantasy football, and I think we can get back to that even with Adams, even with Waller on the field. So stop. Last but not least, we're going with Traylon Burks. This guy was Don the next A.J. Brown uh, before he even stepped on the field. Then he's, you know, he has asthma. He needs his inhaler. He's overweight. Then, you know, everyone's back on the Traylon Burks bandwagon. He's been pretty inconsistent right now. The Titans overall have been pretty shitty. Um, This past week, he had one catch on two targets for 13 receiving yards. I don't have the numbers in front of me of his average draft position, but let's just say that he's been underwhelming so far. Should we give up on Traylon Burks right now or should we stop it? Dude, he shouldn't even be on your fucking team. Get the fucking mm. Jalen Burks out of here, bro. I'm fucking dropping him. He's a piece <laughs> of shit. Mike, eight catches on 13 targets for 115 yards. And I looked at that quick when I was prepping. I was like, oh, that's actually pretty good. And I thought for a second when I was looking at the stats, I thought it was just last week. That's all fucking year, bro. They yeah, make man. He makes Tennessee's front office look like the absolute joke that they are by not just paying fucking... Um, what's his name? Fuck. God, I hate when I do this. AJ Brown. 
AJ Brown, dude. Like that's my boy too. Like just pay him, bro. Like, and they're, the media is trying to get them, have them get off like fucking super easy too. Like, oh, you know, they wanted to pay him, but so then why the fuck didn't you just pay him, dude? I know you're paying Henry. I know they signed Tannehill for some dumb fucking reason. They got some money tied up in some defensive players who suck, but like this guy is a game changer and you can't. Dude, especially with with running backs, maybe, but with wide receivers, you cannot replace the elite ones with guys out of college. I mean, you you just can't fucking do it. What are you thinking? Are you you got yeah, some? You're pro- dropping him, bro. I had to throw him in there. He's owned in over fifty percent of leagues. I don't understand why. The Titans' offense, Sean, is they're like as appealing to me as the fat chick you slept with, like you met at the bar, you're fucking wasted. You thought she was hot. You woke up the next morning and like, you're just laying eyes on this monster in your bed. Like that's the fucking Titans offense appeal. It's this, it's disgusting. It makes me want to fucking vomit. I hate, I hate the Titans offense right now. I hate everything about them. Traylon Burks does not belong in pop Warner football, let alone your fantasy football league droppable. There's a lot of like depressing feelings, but that is like probably the most depressing one where you like fuck some girl and it's like you instantly regret it. And then it's the next morning you're like, oh my God, like what am I doing with my life? Um, Dozier, our boy, just tweeted at me and he's like, Kirk or DJ Moore rest of the season in PPR. Is Carolina this bad? Is Jacksonville offense for real? Growing wow. disappointment with more. I'm like, yeah, bro. I just tweeted at him. I'm like, listen to the fucking podcast, dude. We just covered the shit. Um, <laughs> all right, Mike. That was good. And honestly, we're gonna have to keep that going. And I'm I want to put it out to the GCF fam on Twitter because um honestly, I think over it's week three now. I think we're probably gonna have to keep this segment into the trade deadline or up until week six or seven because yeah, you know, these are guys that we, we gotta know. We gotta start making moves. Once you start oh and four or one and three or one and three or you know, two and four, you gotta start making some tough decisions. So I like that. And let us know, guys. Let us know what you think about that segment. I thought it was great. Um all right, Sean, real real quick before we wrap it up, Mike yeah, Williams. Mike Williams just DM'd us. Fat Mike. Oh, not He's, Fat Mike. <laughs> not Fat Mike. Mike Williams. Shout out Patreon. Shout out Mike Williams. He wants to know this week, and you know, you might not know off the top of your head, but I just have to say this. Instead of Cordell Patterson, he said Scordell Patterson. At That's, Flex my That's fucking awesome, dude. That's I fucking awesome, love dude. it. Patterson's, back. Patterson's playing the Browns. Devonta Smith, obviously, he's playing against Jacksonville. And I think, uh, I think I'm going Patterson, Sean. I love his usage this year. It's I it's a toss up. It's close. I would go Patterson too. I mean, I don't think St. Brown's playing, so I, he might be able to fit both of them in there. To be honest with you, um, Pittman, oh, that's true. Yeah. What did Pittman do last week? I think he had a decent game. You know, did he? Not like I mean, he did that, the, not like he did the uh, the first week, but he had his targets. That game was crazy right here. Michael Pittman, yeah, eight catches, seventy two yards. Are you nine targets? Add- are you going to answer not fat Mike? Yeah. Right now. Right. Let me type it. it. I want, I, I need to know how many patrons listen to the podcast. Cause we, one day we are talking about you right now. On the <laughs> podcast for sure. I wonder how many patrons actually listen to the podcast. Cause you never know. We get, I, I think most people that listen, he said, what podcast he brought. <laughs> I'm just joking. I was going to say, um, all right, let's wrap it up. Mike with the iconic starter sit rapid fire Travis Etienne at Philadelphia. Are you starting or sitting? 
I'm sitting them, Sean. I know, really? I know, I know. We just talked about saying holding them. I'm sitting them this week. I just think the games is a uh, higher score, and the Jags are going to lean heavier on you know on throwing the ball, like we were just saying. I think Lawrence is going to be passing the ball a lot. Um, I think Etan's going to be worked in, but I just I feel like he might be a little touchdown dependent this week, and uh, I'm not feeling that coming this week. So I'm sitting them. All right. Um... I am going to play him. I'm going to put him in the flex. We're always starting ETN unless it's a short. I have I have him in the one league I have him in. I was able to get him in because he went so quick. I have James Robinson too. And I started James Robinson over him last week. I glad, I'm glad I did. I'm still starting James, James Robinson over him. But, um, you know, in some leagues I would start both. And if I had more roster spots, I would. Um, Gerald Everett at Houston. Mike, the, um, you know. Bloom is off the rose a little bit with Everett after the first two weeks. We saw him come back down to life. Houston's defense, a little, eh, they lost to, they just lost to Chicago. I think that team, Houston was a team under Lovey Smith. I think they got a little bit of hype in the preseason. Davis Mills, uh, Brandon Cooks, who almost made the, uh, respect off his name, um, segment earlier, hasn't really been doing anything no, else. Pier- terrible. Pierce is, eh, whatever. There's nobody else there. I think they're going to fucking, bomb for Bryce Young or um, somebody else in the draft. What, are you starting Gerald Everett this this week? I have him in my rankings, which will be coming out soon as a low-end tight end one. I'm going to start him. I know he had the two passes last week, but the first two weeks he had minimum 13 passing, uh, uh, 13 fantasy points in each game. You know, there's a lot of guys hurt. Keenan Allen's hurt still. Um, uh, who's the Jalen guy in Torres ACL. They got a lot of guys hurt on offense. The offensive lines hurt. I think Herbert's going to need to rely on the tight end a little bit. He might have to get some quicker, quick passes off. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not expecting Gerald ever to be a top five guy, but I think he's going to get targeted a decent amount and make some a start this week. Brandon Kirk. Cooks at home. Speak of the devil versus LA Chargers. Um, I would. I'm going to start him now that we looks like JC Jackson is going to be out. I'm going to keep an eye on this though. Um, this week is make or break for me though. If he doesn't produce this week, I'm going to look into either letting him go, cutting him, or seeing what I can get for him on the trade market. What do you think? I'm starting him. I'm going to start him too. And yeah, obviously it's been ugly. I'm still going to rock my boy though. He's getting. Uh, he's averaging nine, over nine targets a game, which is good. But something's got to give, though. We got to see those targets actually turn into something. Um, and, uh, you know, Cooks has he done it, he did it last year at uh, Mills, but Mills is, he looks like dog shit, and just the Texans' offense overall is looking like dog shit. So, especially if JC Jackson's out, I'm gonna say no. Like it's now or never. Let's fucking get this shit going, Cooks. Start him. Rashad Penny at Detroit. I think if you have Rashad Penny, you have to start him. Um, I'm going to start him this week. I probably would expect high-end flex numbers for him in Detroit. That defense is not – the offense is, you know, ready for prime time, but the defense really isn't just yet. Um, I'm going to start him, and this is another guy that's probably a last shot for me. What do you think? Oh, yeah. Uh, there's not many times I'm going to advise people to start Penny, but this is one of the weeks. Um, the Lions are basically tied in first for most fantasy points allowed to running back, so – if you have him on your team, this is the week to start him. I'm flexing him. Mike, the rare DST starter said, and this one's just interesting because with TJ Watt, they dominated um, in week one. Now he's injured and out. Uh, 
Steelers DST versus the Jets. What do you think? Oh, definitely started them, bro, without a doubt. Uh, it's Wilson's first game back. Uh, is I Wilson never, definitely back? Not definite, but it's it seems like gonna he's going to be playing. That from what they're saying, they're we're, they're expecting. I'm expecting at least for him to be back. They need him back. Uh, you know, I just never expect anything pretty with the Jets. Um, and I'm just sure I'm sure they're going to move the ball well. You know, pick up yardage, but. The offensive line is a disaster. Everyone's hurt. You get to expect pressure on the quarterback, uh, turnovers, sacks, the whole nine. It's going to happen, man. So I- I'm starting the Steelers. I'm starting them too. I was going to drop them. They disappointed last week versus the Browns when I thought they were going to have a pretty good game. But I think this is another one where, where it's a last straw type of thing for them. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster came back to life, again, but against uh, Tampa Bay this week, I am not starting him at all. Um, maybe he is finally getting in the swing of thing. I think with the Chiefs, Mahomes and everybody else is desperately looking for that receiver that's going to step up and be his go-to guy. Juju might be that guy, but I I would rather see Juju put a fat 25 points on my bench than start him and have him get no catches or one catch for two yards. I'm benching him this week. What do you think? Um in the same boat as you. I'm sitting him. Like like you said, and like I said earlier, the the Chiefs wide receiver room is like not for one guy to take uh clearly. The the ball spreads out. No one's running away with the top receiver award. Um, and then I like, you know, Tampa Bay's defense is very good. Um, no, fuck him. He could take a seat. Ramondre Stevenson at Green Bay. This is a guy that a lot of people were saying could overtake Harris. He has in recent weeks, but Harris is still doing his thing as a flex level player, which is where you drafted him as he still has RB2 potential. Um, I'm going to start Stevenson because the PPR fact, especially in a PPR league, the PPR factor is just too um, too appealing for me. I don't really have a lot of stock in Stevenson on my teams. I think I have him here or there. I haven't gotten the chance to start him yet, but I will this week against Green Bay. What do you think, Mike? Fuck him. I'm not starting him. Uh, no, no Mac Jones. Um, I don't even know who their backup is. Is it Brian Hoyer? I think it's going to get ugly there. Packers haven't given up a Russian touchdown this year. Uh, Brian Hoyer. Right? I don't know who the, I don't know even know uh, who their backup is. They drafted some shithead too. Um, you know, it's just to me, it's like it's contingent on if he scores a touchdown or not. And the Packers have been pretty good. They haven't allowed a Russian touchdown. Um, I think the Pats are going to have trouble moving the ball around too. Uh, it's going to be a disaster, I think, for them. Uh, I'm sending him. I saw a tweet; it was fake, but people are saying like that um, Cam might come back. I yeah, that was instantly everyone's you know throwing out Cam's name. Whatever, such dude. a bad idea. I mean, I, I love. I hope, I love I hope Cam, so. <laughs> he was he was he was the man for a while, but he's fucking off his fucking rocker now. Wow. He's only 33 too. He really fucking flamed out after the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, all right, Mike, bring it home. DJ Moore at Arizona. He's a must start for me. Yeah, I'm starting him too. Cardinals have been like middle of the pack in the secondary. I feel like uh, I'm expecting, like I said earlier, Moore is going to be targeting more um, and going to be used as an actual wide receiver one. Um, not as a fantasy wide receiver one, but for his team as a wide receiver one. I mean, if you have like three studs ahead of them, three stud wide receivers ahead of them, you could start. Like, obviously, go for it. But I feel like this is the week that DJ Moore actually looks like a decent fantasy starting option. So I'm going to start him. 
Starting them. Starting them. We love it, boys. GCF fam. We're on our way out. I'm just looking to see if there's any uh, DMs, last second DMs. Our boy Jared, shout out Dan Kaminsky. Shout out my boy. He just asked me how much uh, fab for Herbert. I told him 18 to $24. These fucking guys, man, DMing us. You're not a... Sign up, man. Be... Dan Kaminsky is... Kaminsky. No, 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 not, not Kaminsky. <laughs> I love Kaminsky, bro. Oh, okay. I, I love him. I remember when he was at, he was going to be at the Jet game we were at. I'm looking at these oh, other yeah, assholes yeah. on our main account, like blowing up our DMs and shit. And then I'm Dude, just like, let them know, sign up with our Patreon. I'm like, I will talk your ear off all fucking day. Matt is a fucking uh, Patreon, but he still DMs us on the fucking regular account. He's like, I think I'm in. And then he keeps sending me messages on here. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Fucking Joseph. Who the hell is Joseph Anthony? <laughs> Who even knows anymore? All right, GCF. You fam, hear me? We're out of here. Uh-oh. GCF technical difficulties at the end. We out. We out. Get out <laughs> while you can. For real. Sean? Sean? Sean, I hear you. Yo, yeah. No, what happened? No way. The last pod? Are we good now, though? Oh, boy. Yep. Yep.